Welcome to Poptopia. Welcome to Poptopia, your podcast for all things pop culture. I'm your host, Paul French, and it is Monday, September 13th, 2010. As everyone makes their way back to school, we're going to talk about more fun stuff. That's right. We're going to talk uh, box office. We're going to talk upcoming movies, and we're even going to talk uh, some TV ratings as the new season is beginning. Now, we don't have a whole lot of stuff for the new season, but, you know, we'll, we'll get us we'll get a start on it. But first, let's take a look at the box office. And the number five position, going the distance, uh, uh, bringing in uh, 3.83 million for a total gross of 14 million. At number four, uh, Robert Rodriguez uh, with Machete, starring Danny Trejo. I just like to say Trejo. Um, and that brought in 4.2 million for a total gross of 20.8 million. At number three, last week's number one flick, uh, The American. This is the George Clooney Hitman movie. Uh, bringing in 5.9 million for a total gross of 28.3 million at number two takers and that brought in 6.1 million for a total gross of 48.1 million and at number one resident evil afterlife bringing in a total of 27.7 million uh, these the top numbers are they're looking a little bit slow but uh but actually you know it's at least it's starting to pick up a little bit as we sort of get out of the doldrums of summer so let's look at uh what's coming up this week uh, first off, um, this uh, first thing we've got is Never Let Me Go. This stars uh, Kira Knightley, Carrie Mulligan, and Andrew Garfield, and it's set in a dystopian Britain. And so you've got a couple of uh, boarding school friends, um, and that's so that's Knightley, Mulligan, and Gar- and uh, Andrew Garfield, facing the sobering reality that all that awaits them, uh, uh, you know, basically of of what awaits them. Um, so this uh, basically, uh, Mark Romanek, of course, you might remember uh, he did one one hour photo with uh, Robin Williams a number of years back, and um, and this is based on a uh, a book by uh, Kazuo Ishiguro, and uh, basically looks at a world that, where people are used and cloned for use in organ transplants, and uh, a lot of people really love the novel, and uh, should be certainly certainly should be pretty interesting. And um, that's in limited release as, as we start off. Um, also coming out, uh, Easy A from director Will Gluck. And this stars Emma Stone, Amanda Bynes, and Penn Badgley. Um, this basically sort of does a, um, what, a uh, scarlet letter kind of thing with a, a girl who uh, pretends to lose her virginity to, uh, to other guys to make it look like they're scoring. And uh, so starts with the gay kid, ends up with the fat kid, and so on and so forth. Um, Anyway, so uh, she basically notices the the parallels of her life to the novel The Scarlet Letter and begins to work the school's rumor mill to advance her social and financial standing. So um, anyway, this uh, this kind of looks, uh, you know, kind of standard high school comedy kind of thing. Um, but but the interesting thing is when you think about this, right, like the last time they did one where it was really sort of literary illusions would have been, I guess, 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, maybe Clueless was, no, Clueless was before that. So, so you know, Clueless, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, where they're taking sort of a literary form and uh, making a high school uh, comedy out of it. I know that there's been other sort of high school movies that have used parallels like that, like, oh, for example, using Othello. But, I mean, as far as a, you know, goofy high school comedy, um, Anyway, um, so so that's kind of one of the uh, one of the whole things there, um, and of course, uh, Will Gluck, the director, has his next uh, movie coming up is called Friends with Benefits with Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. Um, also coming out, The Town, 
uh, from director Ben Affleck. And I tell you, he's, he's you know, the, uh, what was it called? Oh, I, I'm completely blanking, but the uh, uh, Dennis Lehane book that he did, uh, Gone Baby Gone, um, actually a really well, really well put together flick. And uh, so he actually stars in this one as well. And, um, and so, so uh, basically he plays a thief who considers deepening his relationship with, uh, with a bank teller who was traumatized by a recent heist and who has no idea that he was the one behind the crime. And, uh, John Hamm from uh, Mad Men is also in it and, uh, it actually looks pretty good. Um, anyway, so that's that one. Um, also coming out is, uh, Devil. Um, now this is being billed as a, as a, as an M night Shyamalan, uh, picture, and maybe that's not helping it any, um, it is actually, uh, directed by Drew Dowdle and, uh, John Eric Dowdle, um, and Shyamalan, um, basically he's in just in, in uh, writer producer mode. Um, so he's trying to sort of reinvent his career. Uh, you know, he's definitely run into some problems over the last few years and, um, yeah, you know, I I think they maybe run into a bit of trouble because this has totally been billed as a Shyamalan flick, and uh, and that might not work so well for it, considering considering the mess that was the happening. Um, also coming out in limited release, uh, directed by Philip Seymour Hoffman and starring uh, Hoffman, Amy Ryan, and John Ortiz, is Jack Goes Boating, uh, and it's about all about a uh, limo bl limo driver's blind date and. Uh, and just a story uh, centering around two working class New York City couples. And uh, this was actually a Robert Glaudini play. Um, and uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was involved in the off-Broadway production of this and now has, uh, has brought it to the screen. Also coming out, Catfish. This one looks kind of interesting. Um, Basically, uh, this this got a, a big uh, some big buzz at at, uh, at Sundance and and even before that. But basically, you've got a New York City photographer who heads to Michigan to meet this eight year old girl that he befriended on MySpace, and and you know it's the whole idea of of are we truly who we say we are online kind of thing. Um, um, Andrew, Andrew Durecki of uh, Capturing the Freedmans uh, was one of the producers. And so it had a successful fest festival debut. And uh, and of all people, Brett Ratner encouraged uh, Rogue Pictures to acquire the film. So um, let's not even talk further about the, the the story because, you know, one of the things everyone's saying is, is the less you know about it going in, the better. So we'll just leave it at that. Uh, let's see. Also coming out, uh, Alpha and Omega, starring Hayden Panettiere, Christina Ricci, and Justin Long. So you got a, a female and a male. This is, of course, um, animated. It's a claymation. Looks kind of claymated. Kind of, kind of that whole um, computer animation trying to look like claymation sort of thing. Um, after being re relocated to Idaho by park rangers, a female and a male wolf face a dangerous trip across unfamiliar territory in their attempt to find their way home to Canada. Um, so, yeah, this is coming out. Actually, um, it's co-directed by Anthony Bell and Ben Gluck. Um, Bell had worked uh, for a while on The Boondocks, and uh, Gluck is a storyboard artist. So, uh, you know, this is coming out of Lionsgate, and, um, and it should be interesting to see if they can, uh, they can get this to fly. Um, in New York City, uh, if you're in that area, you will be able to catch Leaves of Grass, uh, directed by Tim Blake Nelson, and it stars Edward Norton, Kerry Russell, and Henry Max Nelson. And so Norton plays an Ivy League professor who goes back to his um, 
Oklahoma hometown where his twin brother, played also by Ed Norton, is a small time. Uh, basically, he's, he's, he grows he grows the weed, and he's concocted a, ste- a scheme to uh, take down a local drug drug lord. So, um, so that's what's going on with that, and uh, so that's the, that's the basics that are that are coming out uh, over the next week or so, and um, and see, we're in the midst of, of uh, out here. We're in the midst of the Toronto Film Festival, and a lot of a lot of great stuff going on there, but. Uh, I'll get into that in a later episode. Let's talk uh, last Thursday's ratings on TV. Uh, in the 8 p.m. hour, uh, NBC had the win uh, with, uh, with 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 the football, um, and so uh, so that was a, a they had a, a 15.5 million uh, uh, audience, uh, 9.6 rating with a 17 share. Big Brother 12 um, was number two for the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, with 7.7 million viewers, uh, it's a 4.6 rating and an eight, and, and eight share. Um, uh, a- ABC ran a wipeout rerun uh, for 5.1 million uh, <laughs> viewers, 3.1 rating and a five share. And Fox had a Bones rerun, which get, came in at 4.5 million with a 2.9 rating and a five share. Uh, the, the Vampire Diaries, which was a new episode, 3.4 million, and that's a 2.0 rating and a three share. Now, I noticed a lot of people talking last year, at the end of the year, they were going over ratings and saying, hey, you know, if you look at it, Doll's House was pulling in better uh, ratings than anything that was on the CW. And it's like, yes, but the CW in far fewer households. And this is something we need to keep in mind. Well, you know, when you, when you pull a 3.4 on the CW, you're actually doing pretty well, um, it, relatively speaking. I mean, obviously, they would like more eyeballs because it's always about having more. Um, at 9 p.m., uh, it was uh, the football. Uh, went up to 26.9 million viewers. It's a 16 rating and a 26 share. Wow. Um, CSI rerun pulled in 5.9 million viewers, 3.8 and a six share on ABC. They had rookie blue 4.9 million viewers, a 3.2 and a five share. It's not bad for that show. It's not bad at all for that show. Um, and, uh, fringe, a fringe rerun had 2.4 million viewers at 1.6, uh, rating with a three share. And on the CW, um, Nikita actually built on the Vampire Diaries lead in, uh, for 3.5 million with a 2.2, uh, rating and a three share. Not bad. Um, in the 18 to 49 demographic between eight and 10 PM, it was the, it was the football by, by a, a, a long way. Um, at the 10 p.m. hour, you had Sunday Night Football still. Well, Sunday Night Football, you know. I don't know why they call it Sunday Night Football. I guess that's because that's what they're comparing it to. Uh, so 22.7 million viewers, 13.8 rating and a 23 share. Um, you had a rerun of The Mentalist with uh, pulling in 6.6 million viewers, 4.5 and an 8 share. And another episode of Rookie uh, Rookie Blue on ABC that uh, oh, you know declined slightly, uh, 4.7 million uh, viewers and uh, 3.1 rating and a 5. Share so actually that's been performing pretty well when you consider you're talking uh, summertime uh, viewership. You know we're just starting to build into the new season. Uh, you know really there were only two new shows um, and they were both on the CW. So you know definitely sort of a smaller um, audience on which to build, and that's that's really key. Um, you know there's there's a lot of talk about uh, about the timing 
of, uh, of of the season. And and in a lot of cases, networks want to get ahead of it a little bit because if they get just just ahead of the other networks, then people will be watching their shows. And when the, when the other one comes on in the competing time slot, they're they're more likely to win. But it's not always the case because again, it comes down to the promotion. You'll notice that it's always the sort of lower rated networks that do these early starts and uh, and then hope that 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 basically, hey, we've captured the eyeballs initially. If we can just hold them to the second episode when it's up against something on NBC or CBS or whatever, then then that that gives an opportunity to uh, to hold on to those viewers. But it's not necessarily always the case, and uh, and sometimes that ends up being a big problem. And uh, and well, that's that's just plain what we're seeing, isn't it? So um, let's see here. Uh, last night also saw the uh, the uh, MTV Video Music Awards, which uh, pulled in 11.4 million viewers. Um, so you basically had some Lady Gaga, a little bit of Justin Bieber, um, and uh, Chelsea Handler uh, was the was the host, um, and uh, actually you know took a little bit of heat apparently. Um, and you know really uh, is this really a problem? Like we're worried about the uh, the what the critics think. It's an awards show. It's real, you know. Um, anyway, so apparently lots of herpes humor, some pre-taped sketches, parodying sexual harassment, overtly sexual come-ons, one-liners about accidental pregnancies, casual racism, or any other material about a promiscuity and or alcoholism. Um, it's Chelsea Handler. Seriously, what'd you expect? Um, uh, you know, I remember everyone being up in arms when Russell, when, uh, Russell Brand uh, hosted it, so let's not worry too much, shall we? Um, over on A&E, they've renewed The Glades for season two. Um, and actually, I've kind of enjoyed this show. It's a good little detective show, you know, good sort of cop show uh, dealing with uh, a displaced uh, New Jersey cop who ends up in, um, is it New Jersey? Eh, it might be who ends up in the Florida Glades, and uh, it's it's been a lot of fun, and I and I've been really surprised by how much I've enjoyed it, and uh, so anyway, uh, they are uh, bringing it back, so they will start uh, pre production later this year for a two thousand a two thousand eleven premiere of uh, a second thirteen episode season, and uh, hey, maybe that is the way to go, don't you think? Um, I mean, you know, the 22 episode season gets uh, gets a bit untenable. People are really digging a lot of shows, you know, like this, like True Blood, you know, like a lot of the HBO shows where it's it's shorter seasons, um, but maintain the quality. That's what it's all about. Get rid of the filler, maintain the quality, and you end up with a show that people are going to watch. It's a pretty simple equation. Anyway, that's all the time we got for today. Comments, as always, are welcome at poptopiapodcast at gmail.com. You can head over to the forum, forum.poptopiapodcast.com, uh, and uh, would love to hear from you. And that's it. Have a great week.